What's up? What's up, brothers and sisters? Today is 9-11-2023. This is episode number 292 on Renell's Food for Thought Pod Radio Cast, brought to you by Renell's Real Talk Media Network. Brothers and sisters, I want to talk a little today about, well, Ask yourself, where were you 9-11-2001? I know where I was. I was working at an aerospace company and the word had just came through that the people were coming in the door and they were complaining that the Twin Towers had been hit. And then the next thing you know, I get a call stating that we are under siege and that we were going into a cold orange because at one point it was stated where I was working that there was a plane headed in that direction. It was a crazy day that day. I'll never forget. You're talking about 22 years ago. It was a crazy day that day. I'll never forget. 9-11. But this particular 9-11 at 20, 23, I wanted to talk a little bit about this brother who put out a book named Wesley Muhammad. He's a PhD. He put out this book in 2017. The book is called Understanding the Assault on Black Man, Black Manhood, and Black Masculinity. Understanding the Assault on Black Man, Black Manhood, and Black Masculinity. Now, when we talk about a siege. We're, we're going to break it down. This will be different parts of this particular podcast. But when you break it down, the war on the black man from Nixon to Clinton and beyond and more than likely will be beyond 40, uh, a.k.a. number 46, uh, Grandpa Joe. The assault on the black man has continued. You're talking about over five decades. It's been a little bit, it's been longer than that, but you know, we're just going to go back from Nixon. So you're talking about five decades. Now, we as black men, we have made, we have remained strong throughout the decades. But as the decades go on, we start to get a little bit weaker in that lineage of the black man, it gets a little bit weaker and weaker each and every decade. So you're talking about this particular decade, we're pretty much starting the, this would be considered the third decade of the 21st century. If you look around, understand and pay attention. That's why I always tell people, you have to pay attention. It's like, well, you know, you can tell us this, you can tell us that. No, I can't. You have to pay attention and see for yourself. Because what I see may not be what you see. And then again, what I see, maybe you will see. So you have to pay attention. This is not Google. I am not Google. I am just putting out, you know, something for you to think about. That's why we call it food for thought. Give you something to think about. And not only think about, but start to pay attention to. Because like I say, the more and more as this decade goes on and we move into the fourth decade 
of the 21st century, you're going to start looking at thinning it out. It's like, you know how it is, say you have a mama's making spaghetti, mama only made enough for the family, and then some more people show up. So what does mama do? Mama takes a, maybe a, a, a cup of water or two and she pours it in the sauce to make it stretch out. But instead of having that real thick, tasty sauce, it starts to get what? A little watered down because now you are stretching it and you are thinning out the sauce. And that's the way it is. The sauce is getting thinned out. You say, well, how do we stop the thinning of the sauce? Well, the way you stop the thinning of the sauce is each individual has to decide on what do they really want to be. Because see, we could talk about the LGBT community and all that, but it ain't just the LGBTQ community. It's a lot of us brothers that are thinning out. So it's not just the LGBTQ community that we're going to uh, put under fire because we, we, we can't. Because everybody is different. Everybody makes their own decision. See, we talk more about getting the bag and this and that, but we talk very little, even though we talk about it, we talk very little of it to the degree that we don't talk about it as much as we talk about getting the bag, about masculinity of the black man. That's why the assault is so vicious towards the black man. Because no one really wants to talk about it. So other people don't want to talk about it. They do something about it. And they treat you like shit. Because they know the only thing you care about, my brothers, is money. Even though that ain't true, but in their minds, and some of the things that's been demonstrated, it's like seeing a sister shake her ass all over the internet. Of course, we know all sisters don't do that. But the ones that do are the ones that get the most attention. And that's how they look at it. So that's why when we're coming, we're coming after you. You're talking about the black man. God's creation. Like all men have, is God's creation, but the black man was God's first creation. And then you talk about black manhood. You know, when you want to deal with black manhood, you know, you got to be a man. You got to take care of your responsibilities. You can't just sit back waiting for the woman. Even if you ain't with that woman and you fathered a child, be a man. Stand up. Take care of that child. People love it with a black man. Even though the black man tries his very best, sometimes it's the mother's fault. But then again, you do have those who don't want to get, don't give a shit about their kids. So that's a problem in the community. Stand up and take care of your responsibilities because people love when they say, oh yeah, the black man, he don't take care of his. And, and when women get on and post videos and whatnot, black men don't take care of their videos. See, they say black men. And then maybe you might hear, well, not all, but when they started, black men. So basically when you say black men, you talking about all of us. And then you come back and try to put a little spin on it. Well, uh, I didn't mean all, but you shouldn't have said it in the first place. 
You should have said what you really so-called, you, you claim you meant. Black men, but not all. But you say black men, and then you let the uh, the uh, the subject, you know, marinate a little bit, and then you go on and go on, and then you go, oh, by the way, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean all, because I know there's some good ones. Well, whatever, you should have said that in the beginning. Because by that time, nobody give a shit. Because now you went to the you went to the uh, the conversation. So we're more interested in the conversation, not so what you you come back to claim what you meant. Because you see, when it comes to the manhood and the black masculinity, you know you you see how soft when you look at these these commercials, when you look at these television programs, even in some of the movies, you see the woman is playing more of a tough guy than the black man in a lot of cases. They want to water down that masculinity of the black man and build up the masculinity of the woman. Because in, in most programs you're seeing, in, 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 you're seeing, you know, white women more masculine than you see the black man. It's like, and then when you do have a black woman in a program, you know, she, she comes with a little bit. That femininity is not really there. That black masculinity, they want to disappear because when people see these shows, they're looking from all over the world. And what do they see? They see a man who's soft. And then in their minds, of course, not all, but it don't have to be all because the few sometimes out Trump the greater number. And that's all they're looking at. They're looking at the minority. They're looking at the majority, but they're looking at the minority. Because a lot of people go, with, 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 with attention spans being so short, that's all you're going to focus on is the minority. You're not going to focus on the majority. You know, see, you kill the male and spare the female. Black females are looked upon more so as the head of the households. In many cases, they are. Even though the child may have a father, but the mother is the head of that household where that child or those children may live. So people look at that because what is it? Uh, 20 to 80? It used to be 80 to 20. Whether it was black men in the house, 80 to 20. Now you're looking at 20 to 80. You're talking about what? Every one out of four black women are actually getting married. You're talking about that's a 75% where black women won't get married. You take a dollar and take a quarter out. Throw that quarter in a jar. And take the mother three quarters and just throw them out there. Your mother three quarters ain't never going to get married. That quarter is the one that you keep in the jar because that's the one you're saving. Because that's the one that's going to get hitched. You know, when you look at all these things that have happened to us over the decades. You take the 70s where we had the, when you had the, the power struggle in most of the 70s. And the 60s and half of the 50s you take that span of about 20 to 25 to maybe even 30 years where the, where the struggle was tough and they understood that and then it's like 
we have to form a new plan. Because see, black folks don't form plans like they should. Black folks sit around and wait and then respond. But once you wait to respond, then sometimes it's too late. You have to plan accordingly. You can't sit back and let people come in your house and disrespect you, and it's okay. This particular book by Dr. Wesley Muhammad, PhD, it's a great book to read. I, I done a podcast on this once before. I believe it was what uh, 2021 in the masculinity, and I'm having that same conversation again in 2023 because from the time this book was put out in 2017 until now you're talking about a six year you're talking about almost six years six full years and within six full years things didn't get better things have gotten I won't say so bad but things have not gotten better. I will home in it. They're, they're, they're at an all-time low. I, I can't say that, but if we continue with the behavior, it's going to be an all-time low in the black, in, in, in you know, in, in the black neighborhood, especially when it comes to black men. Black women need to sometimes take a step back in understanding you got to let a man be a man. You can't go in a relationship thinking that you're the man all the time, my sisters. Or because you've been a head of a household, sometimes you got to relinquish that head when you out with a real man. A man wants to show you a good time. A man wants to teach you. A man wants to love you. I ain't saying going out there and, and have sex with. I'm talking about a man wants to love you. Maybe even if you do have kids, maybe want to take on that responsibility because not a lot of men want to take on a, a, a baby mama with multiple kids, but you do have some men out there who will take on that responsibility, especially if they love that woman. But if that woman got that masculine energy coming at them, it's like chances are like, you know what? You can have your situation. I ain't trying to be bothered with this. That don't make a man masculine because he don't want to be with you, but see, you have a lot of men who basically, they just content to not even have a woman or to go out the country and find a woman who doesn't have or possess that masculine energy. We don't need our women being masculine all the time. There's a, a time and a place where you can pick it, but some women feel because they have no man in the house that they have to be masculine all the time. And then when they go out with a real man, they don't know how to turn it off. So the man turns it off. We got a lot of brothers out there that want to be married. But the masculine energy tells you you don't want to be married. But our brothers have to be a little bit, you know, sometimes you, you, you have to be a little bit more. I guess it's easier said than done. You have to be a little bit more thick skin because sometimes these women they have to be broken down and sometimes a real man can break them down but sometimes it takes a little bit more you may say well I don't want to put in the, uh, the time 
then if you don't want to put in the time, then chances are then don't try to sleep with her and build up her emotions, even though she has that masculine energy. Because once you build up that emotion of having sex with her, if she's not that type of woman, though she may try to act like she is, then the next thing you know, well, she can become a problem. But men have to step up and be men and start acting like men. And, and, and that's just the bottom line. You got to start stepping up. Because see, this is turning into a global situation. It's not just in this country. The black man, no matter what they call themselves, as long as they black, you're still black, no matter what you call yourself first. A lot of them, of course, of course, of course, not all. But you have a lot of men that are black and other races are starting to simp it up. You know, just because a woman may be right on a couple of occasions, don't mean you give in to her. You have to always let her know you're the protector. You're the provider. Even though you may not have a job or what the situation may be, you always let her know you have to give her confidence in you. But my sisters, when you start expecting men to be making X amount of dollars when, a, when, a, uh, when it ain't that many men out there and percentage-wise it's not making that kind of money and, and, and your demands are so high and it's like your situation is not what it is, sometimes depending on the man, you may break that man down if he was a nice guy. You may break him down to the point where he just don't want to be bothered no more. And the next woman that may come along, he may just give in to her. Start to simp it up. Because I remember it was this video and it was his, uh, it was his brother. Apparently never met this sister. And he was supposed to meet her. He did it on a, whether or not it was real or not, it could have been, who, who knows? You know, with so many videos nowadays. But he went to a restaurant. He was supposed to meet her at the restaurant. He took some flowers. And the woman never showed up. He was there like waiting like 30 minutes. At this particular time, she didn't show up. And, you know, he started to, I won't say simp it out, but you could tell the guy was, you know, whether he was acting or whether it was real or not. The guy pretty much wanted a relationship. You, you could tell he was, seemed like he was somewhat of an older guy. He wasn't my age, but he was an older guy. And, you know, sometimes when you get in your 30s, your late 30s, early 40s, you know, you 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 would like to settle down. But the woman in the show, you could tell he had a crack in his voice a little bit because the man thought this woman was going to show up for him. And she didn't show up for him. And you know, you got the flowers and whatnot, and you waiting. You got on maybe your best little, you do that, you do that clothes, and you know, you, hey, how you doing? You, whatnot. One thing I'll say about Kevin Samuels, watching his videos, the, his full videos, you know, there's a lot to be learned. And one thing we like to always think as men, you know, or women like to think that they're the prize. And when you really get down to it, the woman is not the prize. She's only the prize to that man who catches her or for the man that chooses her. 
because a lot of women feel that they're the, they, they're the prize and they can have who and anybody that they want. And to a certain degree, maybe, maybe not. But the man is the, the, the prize when you really look at it. That's why you see the reaction when you see these brothers. I ain't talking about these brothers who can afford to go overseas, the passport bros. Anybody can go overseas if they, if they got some money. They ain't got to have passport bro money. But if they got some money and they know how to make some money, they can go overseas. You know, we need to get off of that. Well, you know, these guys, you know, they make X amount of dollars. So what? Anybody can go overseas and travel if that's what they choose to do. Everybody don't want to travel. Everybody don't want to go out their country to go find a woman. Some say, you know what, I'm sick of these women in this country. And some might say, well, you know, I'm going to stick it out a little bit longer and try, maybe, because there are some uh, needles in some haystack. There are some. You just have to, you might just have to work a little bit harder or you may have to find that uncut diamond and shape her into place. But they're there. But I do understand on both sides, if you do or if you don't. And it ain't nothing wrong if that's what you want to do. A man can go anywhere he wants to go. And he shouldn't be criticized for going out the country. When women go out the country and do their do their due diligence in the shit that they do. You got women who go over to these countries, whatnot. We won't, uh, we'll just say the J country, go over to the J country get fucked in the bushes or whatnot. Come back maybe pregnant without a man. It was one woman who posted a video. I don't know. She was a light-skinned sister. It was kind of to me. I thought it was a little bit ignorant of her because she was like the guys uh, guys in the the J-Land was sitting on their boats and she was sitting up there saying they don't want to eat P-U-S. And you know, that was a little bit, that to me, that was tacky. And I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want to eat her P.U.S. after doing some shit like that. It's like, damn, regardless if the men eat P.U. over in that country or not, who cares? But see, we talk about what men do. But when you say what women do, it's like, oh, man, because people like to always say men cheat and men do this, men do that. It's like, you know what? You need to get your shit right and your priorities and your thoughts right and your learn your understanding of learning. Women cheat a hell of a lot more than men. You take the numbers, if these numbers are uh, reliable. You know, when it comes to percentages, I rarely do them because you just don't know. But, you know, if the percentages are 28% of black men cheat, but 24% of black women cheat. Now, if you take, you got more in that 24% than you do in that 48% if you know how to do math. Because there's more black women than there are black men. So that number would more likely be greater than that 28 and the sad thing is, that's 52% of the race is cheating. 52% of the race is cheating. So what does that say? That leaves 48%. You talking about if you was doing uh, your math, you say, damn. If you was a company, you say, damn, we, we 48%. We in the red. We 48% in the red. So... When you look at it as a race, we're just a fucked up group, no matter how you slice it. But the masculinity of the black man is definitely under attack. What's the old saying? They try to buck break people. 
They get a black man and put him in, back in the day when he was in slavery. And biggest black man on the plantation and beat his ass right there in front of everybody, especially the women, to break him down. They so much try to do that now in modern day life. You just got to pay attention and understand when you see it. Oh, man, they trying to bug break that nigga. A lot of people understand it. Then a lot of people don't. Then a lot of people don't care. A lot of people say, got mine. Go get yours. A lot of people don't give a shit about the race. Don't give a shit about masculinity. Don't give a shit about the black manhood. Don't give a shit about the woman, uh, the womanhood. And that's why we are struggling and, and, and we, we rarely see it. I, I posted a video. Sometimes I post videos on TikTok. And instantly, bam. I see them get it. I see the hits that they get. And this this particular video, you know, I, I know they monitor my shit. And, and I know they don't want you to get uh, a good whiff of some of the shit that I do say. And the shit won't get nothing. Because I know anytime I speak, I, I know it's gonna get something. If it, if it if it don't do if it don't get nothing else, it's gonna get at least one. One view. But sometimes that's the way it is. The truth sometimes is something a lot of people don't want to deal with. You know, it's just what it is. But maybe one day we will get around to black manhood and have it be strong again. But that depends on each and every one of the young black men coming and going. It's up to you. Because you know what? There comes a point in time when you gotta say, you know what? I'm gonna stand to be, I'm gonna stand to be a man. A lot of times, you know, when you got mama doing everything, you live with your mama when you up in your 20s and damn near your 30s. Mama do everything for you. It becomes hard. Those, well, yeah, it, it becomes hard to break that. Mama do everything for you. Then you get a woman, then you don't know how to treat her because you're used to mama doing everything for you. You need to get out of that bullshit-ass cycle too. What's all saying? Stand and you'll be a man. So it's not just the women's fault. It's both sides. Hell, you got 52% of the race that's out there doing what they do. When you look at it, and that ain't good. That ain't good. And it ain't good at all. So until we learn how to be able to be responsible adults, black masculinity is going to continue to be under attack. Period. And that's the way it's going to be. Until you start getting more and more and more people talking about it, you just can't have a few talking. And ain't nobody else saying nothing because then it becomes, well, it's just a, a, a fly-by-night topic. Once it's over with, it's over with. Nobody give a shit. And a lot of times, that's where we stand. We don't give a shit. We give a shit about money. Everything's about money. And we still don't have nothing. We can give a shit about money all we want. But that 0.5 to 1.5% or maybe even 2% of black wealth in this particular country, Ain't gonna mean shit 
if it can't grow no faster than no uh, 0.5 to even 2% of wealth. It won't mean a goddamn thing. Because one thing, if you look at those numbers, there is no power, but very little power to the point where it's almost non-existent power that makes anybody scared. But you could continue to have that number one power when it comes to being a consumer. You can have all that because, hey, we'll take your money. Because we know as long as we get your money, we ain't got to worry about nothing else. Because you ain't going to have no money to do nothing else. Okay, you got some people who are, are who are out there doing some things. But, you know, like I said, you got some. And usually some don't really equal to too much of nothing. Because usually that sum will be that sum next generation and a generation after that. It won't be a combined. It'll just be that same old sum. When I mean that same old sum, that same old number. Maybe one or two new add-ons. Because most people will get tired of having to deal with the bullshit that you have to deal with when you're trying to get your black people together to be one. To understand to understand what the struggle is really all about. Not trying to catch a bag and nothing else. A lot of times, if you just do your due diligence, you'll get the bag and you won't even know you got the bag. And then one day you'll look up and say, oh man, I got the bag. Because everybody who's chasing the bag, let's be honest, ain't going to get no bag. You, The bag you may get may be the only size bag that you ever get in life. A lot of people won't be able to buy homes. Majority won't be able to afford to buy a home. And then there'll be a portion that don't want to buy a home. And then there'll be a portion that do wants to buy a home. But everybody's not getting a home. Like you go to church on church Sunday. And the pastor, oh, you know, you, you, you get a blessing and uh, everybody get touched during the service. And, you know, oh, the, you're going to get this and da, 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 da. You, you pay your tithes, your, your offerings and come to church, you obey. And you're going to get a, you know, your, your, your dream. A lot of people dream every day about a property that they would like to put their children in. And you know what? A lot of that dream is just what it is, a dream. Everybody won't be able to afford a home. And you look at the way economy is today. Everybody won't be able to afford a home. And if people don't watch out, they may not be able to afford the ones that they already got. And see, when you got a black man and a black woman that's building together, you'll be able to maintain. But when you got one here, one there, somebody ain't going to be able to maintain, if not both. So you, you, you could take and do whatever you feel you need to do. Like it, lump it. Don't listen. That's your, that's your business. But you better pay attention because this shit is real. And this shit is only going to get more realer and realer if you ain't paying attention. Because we there now, really. And a lot of people still sleep. Their eyes is cracked, but they still sleep. They ain't trying to do nothing. Chase a dream. They may not ever happen instead of trying to build with Consistency Consistency may take a little bit longer, but sometimes when you're trying to chase something and trying to get that 
big, you're trying to hit that. You, you know what? Let me tell you something. Mickey Mano had held the record for the most grand slams. I forgot who broke it. The most grand slams in a baseball season with all the thousands of people who ever played baseball. At the time, I think the number of what? 17, 17 grand slams. You know what a grand slam is? A grand slam is when the bases are loaded. Every words, there's somebody on first, second, and third, and the batter at the plate, and he hits a home run. That's a grand slam. He clears the bases. That's a grand slam. With all those thousands of players in the league, Mickey Mantle, at one point, had the most with 17. I, I, I think his record was broken. 17. Maybe 23, including playoffs and whatnot. But I think the regular season record is 17. Even, what, if, even if the regular season was 23. 23 grand slams. Say a man comes to the plate 600 times. Say he's a power hitter. A power hitter is a person who knows how to hit the ball out the ballpark. Say he comes to the plate 600 times, and he may get maybe two grand slams a season. He may not even get one. Look at those odds. Those odds are tremendous against the, against the hitter. But this is what happens when you're divided as a man and a woman husband and a wife and you're not trying to build and that's why you look at things and you don't have some of that dream that you you would love to have because one individual can't do it by themselves not unless they get that that streak as where they hitting a grand slam they hitting a grand slam it's like oh man I'm on a beautiful streak but usually one can't really do it. In today's economy, one can't do it by himself. But until women learn and understand, you're going to continue to get that. Men don't care as much like women do. So women, start building your man up. Stop trying to tear down his masculinity by you being the masculine one in a relationship. Because it's not going to, in the long run, it's not going to work. You will fizz out like the Jerry Curl did. That's what you're going to do. You will fizz out like the Jerry Curl did. But, brothers and sisters, until we speak again, this is your brother saying peace. Until we speak again.